Hello, God's beloved. This is I Have a Ministry with an I Love Moment. It's positive. It's inspirational. It's uplifting. And yes, the I is intentional. It is an intentional love moment here. Hello, God's beloved. Welcome to I Have Our Ministries I Love Moment. Thank you for tuning in again on this morning. You know, I'm so excited about the topic that we're talking about uh, these past few broadcasts because it is a topic that is not talked about much. It seems to be taboo and um, just kind of like pushed under the carpet and kind of hush-hush about it, especially in the Christian community. So I'm excited about this topic. We're talking about eight reasons why Christians are not fulfilled. And we know that there are a plethora, a myriad of reasons um, that we could talk about. But today we're just going to, or the next few broadcasts, we're talking about eight reasons why Christians are fulfilled. And this is a bounce off the episode, um, I think it's episode uh, 62, where I talked about what am I truly hungry for. And the eight reasons we've, uh, our last broadcast, we talked about temperament. And today we're going to talk about the health aspect of why Christians aren't fulfilled. Then we're going to be talking about a fixed mindset, unmet expectations. Also, we're going to talk about the yes, no, maybe so attitude, which is really not being committed, um, not knowing your purpose and contentment. We're also going to talk about the last one, and maybe I will throw in a bonus, which would be the ninth one, and I won't talk about that right now, but the eight, number the eight is the number one reason for feeling unfulfilled. Uh, and lonely and searching as a Christian is the lack of intimacy with God. And um, we're going to get into this. We want you to stay tuned. Keep it locked. I believe that this broadcast is going to be a blessing to your life, if not personally, for your friends or family, or use it in your ministry, however the Lord leads you. So stay tuned. Content found on Ahava Ministries I Love Moment broadcasts, including text, images, audio, or other formats were created for informational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatments. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this and any past or future Hava Ministries I Love Moment broadcasts. So let's go ahead and get into this. Did you know that your health and well-being plays an integral part in serving God? I want to talk to you about a provocative article that I read um, by Ed Stetzer. And um, 
It is a experience that he encountered with an individual at his church. He encountered um, this um, heart-wrenching situation. And now I want you to brace yourself because although it is his personal story, it doesn't end well. Quote, some personal history, he says. I remember as a young pastor, I didn't know how to handle mental illness. We had a gentleman in our church who loved the Lord with all his heart. He had a deep passion for God, but would then spiral down into the seasons of diagnosed bipolar disorder. The struggle was so intense, he would end up disconnected emotionally and mentally, unable to function in day-to-day living. Even after crying out to the Lord and reading the Psalms, It wouldn't help him. He would say to God, God, help me in the midst of this. Neither of us knew how to respond to his condition. As a 25-year-old, I had heard mental illness was just something people needed to pray about, which we did. Never had I seen a man pray harder to be free from this tormenting cycle than this man. But he wasn't delivered. In the end, he took his own life. His family was left confused, in pain, and deeply grieving. As a pastor, though, I certainly didn't know how to deal with this situation. And though I certainly wasn't dealing with the same level of grief or pain they were, I came to grips with the realization that I was unprepared, especially in the aspect of dealing with mental health issues and helping my congregation walk through this, end quote. If you tuned into the last broadcast, I spoke a little bit about mental illness and I talked about, along with knowing that God heals, delivers, and set free, I also talked about, uh, well, I talked a lot about actually um, seeking counseling and under a doctor's care, taking the necessary steps that is needed in order to get well, which may include counseling, medication, etc. And The broadcast probably seemed to focus more on traditional medicine and medical practices of healing. And I wasn't uh, so much trying to promote medical over the spiritual because, as I stated, we know that God can heal instantly. He can heal progressively, though, through scriptures. And we know this for sure. And we trust this and believe this. However, there seems to be a stigma or taboo for people in the church, in our church community, to go and get the help they need when necessary. And we want to spread the balanced truth about health and well-being in our Christian community. So that is our endeavor as we expand on our main topic, why Christians are unhappy or unfulfilled. 
And I encourage you to go back and listen to the broadcast episode 62 that it's entitled, What Am I Truly Hungry For? and Progress Forward. I think it will be a help to you and it'll bless your life. So what I want to do now, what I want to get into is I want to talk to you or give you some information about a survey that was done. It is the views of those who personally suffer with mental illness or their family members. And these are the opinions of those who regularly attend church as well. They believe that more should be done in the church to help them. Here are the ways the majority said that churches could assist them. 74% said that there should be help for families to find local resources for support and dealing with the illness. 63% said that the pastors and leaders should talk about it openly so the topic is not so taboo. 61% said that the leaders need to help improve people's understanding of what illness, mental illness is and what to expect. 58% said provide training for the church to understand mental illness. And 57% said increase awareness of how prevalent mental illness is today. So that's the mental illness help aspect of why Christians aren't happy in life, why they're not fulfilled. And these are some of the issues that our brothers and sisters are having to deal with in the church today that keep them from just enjoying life. And we need to begin to address these things. Now, this is not to say that all churches are, you know, not providing the information that is needed. Some churches have counselors in place dealing with these issues in their churches. And they are doing the necessary things that is needed to be done in order for their parishioners to get the healing and the support that they need. However, in a lot of cases, this is not the norm. So we want to have these awareness events, something to, and we know we are really on the spiritual aspect of our health because it all plays together. But we need to think about the physical and the mental and the emotional areas as well. And we want to get these things put in place so that our uh, community, our Christian community begin can begin to live a healthy, well-being, fully covered uh, spirit, soul, and body healthy lifestyle. And this is um, part of the reason that, you know, some of our Christians, brothers and sisters are not enjoying life. Also, our Christians, brothers and sisters are having a difficult time maintaining their emotional health. And I want to interject here that while the term mental health and emotional health are sometimes used interchangeable, they are definitely distinctly different. Mental health refers to your ability to process information and emotional health, on the other hand, refers to your ability to express feelings which are based upon the information you have processed. So emotional health is an important part of our overall health. 
and um, we are to uh, really get our emotions intact. And we are finding that Christians who are emotionally ill don't um, have the ability to, you know, handle their negative emotions, their thought patterns and processes and the way they are feeling. And therefore, this leads them to more negative feelings. feelings and negative thoughts, patterns, and a sense of not being fulfilled in life and having lack of joy and completeness because they are unable to cope with their emotions. And, you know, study shows that people who are emotionally healthy, now this is a stark different, they are in control of their thoughts and feelings and behaviors, and they are able to cope with life challenges. So emotionally healthy people, you know, they still, uh, you know, get stressed out sometimes they still you know have get anger angry and you know the bible said get angry and sin not not and i'm just i'm a i'm a i am of a surety that that's what they are doing and they they get sad at times but they are aware of their emotions and they know how to manage their negative feelings But, you know, let me just tell you that God wants us to be healthy. He wants us to be healthy spirit, soul, and body. And we must know that when we are being distracted by physical, mental, and emotional symptoms, it um, affects our spiritual health. As well as when we are distracted by spiritual symptoms from lack of reading our Bibles, not spending time with God, not praying, etc. That affects our uh, physical, mental, and emotional health. And, you know, it's just all interconnected. So we want to be just the whole person, wholly delivered. And lastly, let me talk a little bit about our physical aspect of our health. We talked about the um, the mental aspect. We talked about the emotional aspect. And I want to talk a little bit about the uh, physical, our physical health as Christians and why we are not uh, fulfilled in life and why we are not happy in life. Again, um, The last broadcast we covered was on temperament. This broadcast, we are covering the health aspect of why Christians are not experiencing fulfillment in life. And so let me just read this forecast. It said, a forecast based on early long-term trends suggests that more than 85% of adults will be overweight or obese in the United States by 2030. Wow. And the impact of health disparities are not only shockingly astronomical in America, but sadly to say, um, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> It is overwhelmingly vast in the church, and you would think that the body of Christ would be uh, some of the most healthiest people in the world, but that is not the case. 
There is an epidemic in America churches. Christians are unhealthy, unsatisfied, and unhappy because of the state of their physical bodies. And I know I have experienced this myself. It's practically my whole life I've been dealing with trying to get to my set goal weight or trying to lose weight. Um, I've been on uh, fad diets. I've been on all kinds of diets. But then just recently, I started, I've started this really lifestyle change that is really working right now for both me and my husband. And we're, I'm just praying in the process and doing the work. That's the thing. As Christians, we have to do the work because I could have prayed till my tongue fell out <laughs> and um, it wouldn't help my weight situation. So I had to put in the work. Now, even in those fat diets that I went on, they worked. However, I had to have the discipline and now that is key. I had to have the discipline to stick with what I was doing. And that's a lot of time what happens to us as a people, period. When we begin something, we don't stick to it. So um, I had, <clears throat> excuse me, I had as if I would have stuck to it because I did see some progress when I was on these different diets um, and I would lose the weight. And because I reverted back, I backslid, fell off the wagon. I, you know, reverted back to my normal, you know, I began to gain the weight back is what I'm saying. So, but what I'm doing now, I'm pretty much sticking to it. I've, I'm seeing the weight uh, come off. My husband is seeing the weight come off and I'm praying in the process, you know, Lord help me to stick to this because it is not easy. It is not easy. It is not easy, <laughs> but it's just something that I know that we have to do for to change, you know, the state of our body, the state of our mental health, the state of our emotional health, and for us to feel healthy um, in order to do what God has called us to do. Because a lot of times when you are not, uh, when you're carrying this asset, this, um, this, extra weight, it, it hinder you, it block you from doing what you need to do in Christ. And that itself will make you not feel, you know, fulfilled in life because you're like, I'm not fulfilling the purpose. You know, if you're sick or whatever it is, you're not feeling well, you know, and it just really is a hindrance. So that just one, I just threw in that um, personal story right there. But like I said, it is an epidemic in the churches that Christians are unhappy, unsatisfied because of the state of their physical body. And, and this is like, it's really a thought provoking uh, quote, you know, that this is happening in the body of Christ when we have the all sufficient one living on the inside of us. And it, it is, it can be uh, reversed though. Listen to this. It said, when 
used properly, food could satisfy our body's need. The problem is when we overindulge with no sensitivity to hunger and I would, with no sensitivity to being full or satisfied. Listen to this. When we look to food to comfort us, soothe our emotions, solve our problems, or make us happy, we are placing food before God. Can you imagine doing that? I mean, we never even think about that. Because a lot of people, you know, they call it the comfort food. But who does the Bible say it is our comfort? <laughs> the Holy Spirit is our comforter. Wow, we need to think about these things. Using food to satisfy our spiritual needs is a sin. Now that is something to think about. You know, the Bible talks to us about gluttony. It talks to us about putting other gods before him that it shouldn't be done and these different things. And we never think that, you know, we're putting food or making food a God or anything like that. But when you're looking for food to comfort you, when you're looking for food to solve your problems, when you're looking for food to settle your emotional needs, these are all the things that God looked for us to look to him to. We are to cast our cares upon him and let him take care of these things, not to seek our own way of solving these problems by eating food, which brings on other problems to our physical body. And we end up being unsatisfied because really because of what we've done to ourselves. And that is something to think about. And let me just say, health is the state of complete physical, mental, and emotional healing. And, and someone said social well-being as well. And a general uh, definition here of well-being is just feeling well, spirit, soul, and body. And that is what I'm advocating. I want us to be healthy. I want us to have our well-being, spirit, soul, and body. We need our spirits healthy. We need our soul healthy, our emotion, and our body healthy so we can do the work that God has called for us to do in the earth. Praise God. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have received from God. 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. So your body is a temple that the Trinity lives on the inside of. And we want to make sure that is healthy and functioning properly so that, you know, that we can live out the life that God intended for us to live out. Some of our lives are being cut short because of chronic uh, illnesses that we have, diabetes, um, health, uh, heart problems, and all kinds of chronic diseases because, and a lot of time it's because of the food that we're eating. Now, this is not the always the case because I know of some relatives who have babies who, you know, are diabetic and, it, you know, they're too young to for it to be done as a um, 
send them from them eating food, but sometimes this carries through our bloodline. So we don't know what our ancestors done, you know, our forefathers, and sometimes that comes down through the bloodline. So, you know, and, and it deals with the food that we're eating. All of this um, generically, chemically modified food is really not doing, it really is doing a disservice to our bodies. So we want to uh, honor God with our bodies. We want to be a healthy version of who God has created us to be. And real lasting change happened to us in our spirit first, and then it trickled down in our hearts and bodies. So we have to get our spirit right. Then it will eventually make a change in our hearts and our minds and our body so we it all works together and um so we just want to be healthy our whole man to be healthy if we are physically not feeling well our focus will be impaired we won't have a sense of clarity, there will be uh, constant worry, and that will bring along with it being unfulfilled and unhappy. You know, we need to change our verbiage too in the church um, as a people, period. But a lot of time I hear this in the church is so much sickness in the body of Christ, we have just accepted it as norm. I mean, we take on these sicknesses as like our relatives or something. We, oh, Arthur, my arthritis and, you know, Arthur visit me today, my bronchitis and, you know, just taking on these verbiages that we just want to hold on, like we want to hold on to these sicknesses, like they are like a badge of honor, but we want to speak against this, fall out of agreement with it and do the necessary work that it takes to get ourselves hold and delivered from these things. And, you know, we're, we're dealing with so much in our bodies that, you know, that God really, really, I'm sure, and I know that it grieves his heart. So we begin to, I believe in speaking the scriptures over our lives. And also, I believe in getting the help that we need from the medical field who God is working through, guiding their hands, giving them the knowledge. And I believe that we have to do the work. Let me read Matthew 5 and 6. It says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So we food is a good source for us, but we want to hunger and thirst for righteousness and God will fill that every need that we need ask God to fill me with what I need so I won't be craving these food craving the sweets craving the the um, carbs and things that are not healthy for my body fill me with what I need father we pray about it we take these scriptures and we apply them to our life and pray over it it says Do you not know that your body is a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. So our bodies do not belong to us. They belong to God, 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control. We want that we want to have those the fruit of the spirit within us, self-control that you know that we are able to control what we eat, control what we put in our body, control our mental health, control our um our uh control our emotional health it said against such there is no law galatians 5 22 through the 23rd verse so i really want to encourage you and i want you to know that knowing jesus and the truth of the bible can set us free from our sinful nature unhealthy attitude manner of thinking and habits that we have developed to meet our needs apart from god People who are not well or whole emotionally or spiritually need the great physician. And that's Jesus. Isn't that something? We have the great physician who is in control of the physician. So no worries if you have to go out and seek help. So as we grow in our love for God and for ourselves, we will desire to take better care of our bodies as he asks us to. 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. God enable us with special strength and power through the Holy Spirit to make healthy choices and to live according to his principles. And he would enable us to do that. And I encourage you to read Romans 8 and 13 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 3, 5 through 6. Changing our eating and exercise habits isn't easy, but with the help of God, it can be done. And I love to say that it can be done with God's help. 1 John 5, 14 through the 15th verse says, Now this is the confidence that we have before him. Whenever we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So Jesus hears our cries. And I know that you're probably thinking about the article that I read previously when I said the young man prayed, the pastor prayed, uh, God is sovereign. Sometimes, sometimes, saints of God, sometimes um, people of God. We don't always know why things turn out like they turn out. But we can say because of the fallen nature of humanity, things happen that is not pleasant. And these are the things that we can take before the Lord and ask him in prayer to help us to deal with these things. It says that... And if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked him for. We have the petition that we've asked him for, far as, you know, him helping us. He, he, he uh, will help us in time of need. And when something happened to happen, as that article that I read earlier you know, sometimes we just have to accept what God has allowed. And it's not that God 
caused it or anything, but sometimes things are allowed and we do not understand it. And sometimes it's so hard, but trust and believe. We have to trust the scriptures that says that we shall have what we say when we ask him. And but we there's other scriptures along with this because we cannot take the Bible and just read one passage of scripture and just hold on that, onto that for our life mantra. We have to take the whole Bible, put it together, and see what he says. And the Bible also said, lets us know that we are going to suffer. Things are going to happen that are not pleasant. But God will help us through it all. He will help us through all situations that we go through. So I encourage you to begin to get our, and all of us begin to get our health intact, get our health, get our well-being healthy so that we can do what God has called us to do, as I've mentioned so many times in this broadcast. Listen, have fun in life. Laugh. Just take a deep belly laugh. Sometimes that will release a lot of things from us. Sometimes we are so serious about life. We don't enjoy life. God wants us to enjoy life. He Jesus came that we may have life and that we may have it more abundantly. And we want to live the abundant life and our physical health and our mental health and our spiritual health and our finances, the whole gamut of it. And we believe in and trust in that God is going to make that happen for you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You have a blessed evening. Now, may the peace of God be with you always. Rest in Jesus. Our design and how the spirit, soul, and body are interconnected indeed is very, very complex. And God knows the workings of it all. So let's seek him in what we should do in order for us to be fulfilled in life, in order for us to be uh, joyful because the Lord said that the, the uh, scripture said the joy of the Lord is our strength and this is how we're going to make it throughout this life in our journey here in the earth now I pray that you have been blessed by this broadcast and we pray that you continue to tune in as we further our series on why Christians are unfulfilled. 